Welcome to the Saints Crown Show. This is a show for men who want to grow. In a world where confusion is the culture and passivity is the practice, we exist to take men from gaining massive clarity to taking massive action. Because we believe that if we can help bring order to your life, you can bring order to your world. So welcome to the Saints Crown Show. I'm your host, Zachary Reed, and I'm joined here today with co-founder of Saints Crown, Preston Woody. And the vision of Saints Crown is to take men from massive clarity to massive action. So today we are actually going to be talking about what is the Saints Crown podcast, and I'm excited to dive in. We're going to have... So much stinking fun today, Zach, <laughs> and uh, and and thank you for hosting t- today. Um, and I want to talk quickly about what is this show. Um, ultimately, this is Zach. It's a show designed for a specific person. Mm. It's a show designed for men who desire to grow. Mm. A show desired for men who want to grow. And yes. in a world where confusion is the culture. And passivity is practice. Men are very confused. Men are very passive. What do we exist to do? Well, it's the vision of our our company is we exist to take men from gaining massive clarity to taking massive action. And why? It's because we believe that if we can help bring order to a man's life, that man can go and bring order to his world. Mm. So... That's the heart of what we're doing, and I'm excited to unpack it with you. Yes. Um, one of the things I'm thinking about, too, is why is it important to have massive clarity in your world? Like, hmm. what, like why, why do we as men need to have massive clarity? Hmm. I, I believe, Zach, that complexity is the enemy of execution. Hmm. And the reason in our life that we don't have massive results oftentimes. Sometimes we have incremental results in, in what we do, such as if you uh, lift weights on a, at 50% intensity, then what do you, what sort of results are you going to get? You're going to get 50% results. But if you're lifting yeah. at 80 to a 90% intensity, what kind of results are you going to get? 80 yeah. to 90% results. So the intensity in which we apply will be the intensity of our results, but the intensity in which we apply is based on the intensity of the clarity that we have Mm. because complexity is the enemy of execution. We don't do things because the reason why we don't do things is because we're still in a space of fog or indecision. So we believe that if we want massive results, we have to gain, uh, we have to take massive action in order to take massive action. We have to gain massive clarity. Think yes. about the, uh, I mean, election cycles. Is there many, many people not voting? Yeah. Why aren't people voting? Because they're so confused. Yes, they're confused at all of the propaganda and the th- the variables of what's going on and who's doing what. And the reason people aren't taking action is because there's so much confusion. So what we hope to do is help bring people to a point of deeper clarity. Because confusion, confusion, I think, is killing the hearts and souls of men today. So good. And I'm thinking about how, even how we met um, and I needed clarity on my own life. And so maybe we talk about that a little bit, how we met, 
how um, how this all came to be, um, and even just the the men's group that we had the opportunity to steward together um, at our church yes. and and kind of dive into who this podcast is really meant for. Because I I'm thinking as we're as we're talking about who this is for, I'm thinking of me when we met two years ago. So yeah, let's dive into that a little bit. I think um, I'm curious to know what led you um, to initially start the men's group where I met you. The starting in the christening of this men's group was because my pastor said, hey, you should start a group. Yeah. And I have a wonderful pastor, and he was walking me through a transition period in, in my life. And I said, well, what, what do I do next? And he said, well, I think it's time for you guys to start a group. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's, that's what we did. And I inquired of the Lord as to uh, what I needed to do. And my assignment uh, a couple years prior had been to shape men into fathers and fathers into kings and decided to stay in that lane and, mm-hmm. and do something to develop and tap into and steward the hearts of, of men. And that was the origins of this group. So I decided to start something <laughs> and do it with something different than I've ever done before with nobody that I knew. Yeah. So just people that I'm crossing paths with <laughs> that that I feel highlighted or drawn to or feel that sense of magnetism and began inviting people. And it ended up being a pretty robust group of about 18, 19 of yeah. us in, was it 21? 2021, yeah. Fall Season one. <laughs> and it was different than most groups in the sense yeah. that we had all of the guys sign on to a character code. Yes which was something I think that was new to a lot of the guys. Talk to me a little bit about, as I'm sharing this character code, which is like things that you have to abide by to be a part of this group. Yeah. Uh, Talk to me about your experience as that was being shared. Well, so before I dive into that, I want to back up a little bit because I I was, we didn't run into each other prior to the group. Um, I was just looking for a group. And to be honest with you, there was probably like, I don't know. We're at a pretty big church, so mm. there was a plethora of options. And um, I came across yours, and when I read that it was for men who want to take massive action and that it was leadership-focused, it was probably the only men's group on there that that really like spoke to what I was seeking in that mm. season. So I'm like, I'm just going to join this random group. Like It looks cool. We'll see what happens. And I'm so grateful that I did because it was exactly what I needed walking into that new season of life. I was newer to our church, newer to Fort Worth. Um, I had been prior to that living in Dallas for about eight years. And so I was looking for community. And honestly, I was looking for um, like-minded men that were growth focused um, and, and wanting to just take territory. And so the vision of the group like really spoke to me. And so when you were going over the character code, inside the group, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 100% in. And I'm the type of person, you're probably the type of person that is like a 100% in or 100% out individual. It's like, Mm -hmm. if we're going to commit to doing something, we're taking the mountain and we're going. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when you were were going through the character code, it was just, it was like breathing air for me. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is exactly, um, 
what I need in this season. I'm ready for discipline because I've always craved discipline. I've always appreciated discipline. Now, whether or not I've always fallen through with discipline, that's a totally different discussion. Um, but I was excited for the vision that you were casting mm. through the character code of really like setting ourselves apart and um, and like dedicating this season uh, to being the man that God had called me to be. Hmm. And so that was my perspective on that. That's, that's interesting <laughs> that you bring it up because in, in developing that, I knew one or two things would happen as I shared this character code to, I think, 19, 20 guys that were in the yeah. room that decided to jump in on that first vision night. One of two things would happen. One, they would hear it and they would say, yes, this is, this is I can get behind this. Yes. I can rise to this. This is me. Or two, like, well, this is a lot. I'm just trying to join a church small group and yeah. do a Bible study. Yeah. So talk to me about what were you thinking as you were hearing those items uh, being shared? Maybe you can sh we can jump into a few of them. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was not out of the unusual. There were things in there. The, the one thing I had to really think about um, was because there's always an element in the character code that you add in that's that's your own, like something that you feel like the Lord is speaking to you about in this season to abstain from. And so I can't even remember what I put. Honestly, I think I was a little overwhelmed because I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? This is all new. I just, you know, not sure about the guys in this group. Day one, we're talking about this character code. And so I knew that I was excited about it, but I was also kind of like, what am I getting myself into? But also kind of like, I'm here for it. So I didn't really, really know how to process through that in the moment. Um, but I think for me, the character code, it really established um, like, okay, I'm going to follow these like key principles. Um, do you have the code in front of you or like, do you, do you remember I think I have much of it, much of it by yeah. memory. And, and what's it's like no drinking, no pornography. So the first one was a commitment is I will not have sex with people I'm not married to. Yes. It's just a commitment to that integral purity yes. and, and intimacy and focus intimacy with your wife, but also focus on your, uh, your development to begin to carve away the things that produce toxicity in your life. Mm -hmm. And then second is I will not watch or look at or be involved in any form of pornography. Yeah. Which which I, as soon as I said that, I saw like, everyone's know, like, everyone begin to blush, you what? know, about 80% yeah. of the room. And, and, and it was almost as if maybe they hadn't been formally challenged in that, in a context where they might be held accountable. And it's, it's amazing with, you know, the, one of the reasons I put that through is in one of my coaching clients, one of the things that we worked on in context of you know, him having a desire to get married was eliminating pornography from his life and of his lifestyle. And it was something that had been a part of his lifestyle for 10, 15 years. But once it was eliminated and, and, and eliminated and obliterated, uh, he actually found his wife mm. to be six months later. Mm. Because what, what happens is when you remove that filter in which you view women, uh, that filter becomes removed and you get to look through the lens of the eyes that God intended you to view women through. Yes. And then you get to see women for who they are and not what they can provide or do for you. And so that was one of the things I wanted to add. And, then, and I think the third uh, was that they, they, 
the men had to be serving in some context yes. where they weren't being paid. Yes. Which is doing something for somebody else that can't do something for you. Mm. And then finally was the the item of what's one thing that I'm going to abstain from for the next 90 days mm-hmm. of one thing that I have in my life that might be good, but it's it's in the way of great. So yes. to, to cut that one thing away. And I feel like there's so many paths we could go down just within that first season, that yeah. first group. Um, I know that we've got some time slotted to kind of dive into some of those things in some additional episodes. Um, but I think it's great because that's where we met. That's where we uh, started building relationship. And then um, from there, fast forward, two years later, here we are, because really that was two years ago. And there's so much that's happened over those last two years. Um, We've had the opportunity, or I've had the opportunity to hear you teach uh, season after season Mm. of that men's group, because we kept it going. Mm. Uh, since the two-year mark yes. and um and then this last season being able to co-lead with you is awesome mm. and just such a great like fulfilling experience uh to get to pour into men's lives and then see in real time the transformation that is occurring in the aha moments that mm-hmm. they're having and get them into like seeing them passionately pursue after the things of god and living a set apart life Mm. through the character code um, was like one of my like favorite highlights Mm. over this last year of being able Mm. to do that to then being able to lead men into a 40 hour wilderness experience, which I'm excited to talk about as well on the show. Um, And, and then also developing the masculine role assessment through the process of having you, uh, with you teaching the four roles of a man, which has really been a foundational teaching throughout the men's group. Can you briefly dive into literally like the inspiration behind the four roles of a man teaching Mm -hmm. and, um, and just, just that entire process. Hmm. When I think of the four roles of a man, you think of, okay, who, who are you to determine or say what, what the four roles of a yeah. man are? And the, the truth behind it is, is it, it isn't something that I came up with. Yeah. It's actually cons. It's actually a, a download that I actually received in settings, being immersed in the presence of God, of the presence mm-hmm. of my creator where down well downloads of knowledge and understanding that I should have thousands of hours of study to be able to understand and articulate was given to me. Yeah. One piece at a time over about a two year span. And, and, and so it, and it was in maybe 20, it was 2020 uh, when I, I held my first blueprint life blueprint workshop and was helping some guys get, get their life in order and, and at the end of it, I decided to, to share and tease and teach on it a little bit. Again, teaching about the role of the king, the masculine role of the king, and his divine uh, ordination to bring order, and the role of the warrior, and the role of the poet and the priest. And the further I got through, the more the guys began to lean in. Yeah. <laughs> and the more I talked about the, sh- the shadow types, the more interested and wide-eyed they became. Mm. And of 
the, that entire day-long workshop with this group of 12 to 15 guys, this was the most quiet the room had been. And I realized that what I was saying was piercing the heart and touching, touching the soul. And at that point, I began teaching and developing that framework through those four roles and, and began Im implementing it in, in, our, in our group. And that was a foundation and ended up being a foundational part of the group. Yes. Like an intro yes. teaching every single season. I feel like every season it got more rich, more, um, there was more depth to it. Um, because as we were walking it through, I felt like the Lord was just breathing on it. And there were so many details that that continued to be added to it every single season when we would introduce it. And so we've had the opportunity since then um, to build out an assessment yeah. for men to actually discover their masculine role, uh, which has been a fun process. Yeah. And so full circle, this has just been this entire journey. Yes. Go ahead. Well, in fact, Zach, interesting you bring that up is, is it was at the end of our most recent group where you came to me after it, we had, you know, we had taken the men through uh, structures and diving out and articulating yeah. the roles and applying it to where you said, Hey, I feel like this should be an assessment <laughs> right after the, after the group. And right then, like I felt like this isn't like a should, it's a have yeah. to. We have to do this. Yes. And there's nothing out there that speaks directly to the role of a man mm. and um, and giving men permission to operate in the masculine role that they were created to operate in. Mm. So maybe let's talk about that a little bit because um, I think it, it ties into the why behind this podcast. Like why, why is it important or... Why is it a necessity that we even have conversations about masculinity hmm. in 2023? Certainly. <laughs> I mean, and that's and the word masculinity in and of itself. Yeah. It has so many emotions and feelings and perspectives and even political sides attached to it. Yes. What is masculinity? Because masculinity is almost attached to that concept of toxic masculinity, which we mm -hmm. can get into in in a little bit or in another episode or another time. Uh, what is masculinity? Well, masculinity really by the best definition is characteristics and responsibilities typically attributed to men. Mm. And I say typically attributed to men because when men aren't or abdicate, when men abdicate their masculine responsibility, women ha have to take them up, mm. you know? And, and I think that, um, that is beautifully illustrated in, the Lord of the Rings. Have you ever seen mm. Lord of the Rings? Yes. In the two towers, and there's there's a shield maiden named Eowyn, mm. and she's a beautiful shield maiden. But she she is training and practicing with with a sword, and, and Aragorn, the, the 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 king of Gondor, to come comes and kind of stops her in, in her tracks and kind of challenges her perspective on taking up a sword. He's kind of baffled by it, and she says something extremely riveting, as she says those without swords can still die upon them. Mm. Which is to say, if the men abdicate their responsibility to take up the sword, the women have to. Yes. And so women have had to take on masculine traits and responsibilities because yes. it has been abdicated by men in this, this generation. So we have these two pendulums of being controlling and mis misogynistic, and we yeah. have 
being passive into a puppet sense. We have tyrants and puppets, but not a lot of assertive men. So what I hope that this show provides is a context of what is a man, what is their responsibility, and how can I bring order in my life so that I can bring order to my world? Mm. Because when, when you're doing that, when you're bringing order to your world, there's nothing more fulfilling. I mean, when, we, when we're living in a state of chaos externally, it's typically because it's paralleling our state of chaos internally. So the question I'm asking is, how can we bring chaos internally to these men so they can bring order to their households and then conquer out into the world? Yeah, and I think it's important to note, too, that like there's always going to be chaos. Mm. Like There's always going to be chaos, and I think some men not cower back, but they, they, they kind of stay in a stagnant position um, instead of taking the steps to move forward because they're waiting for all of the external factors or things to align and be perfect mm-hmm. for, for things to settle, da- settle down. And I think it's important to know that as men, we were designed to handle chaos mm. And that's part of the roles of a man. Yes. And so, um, so we have to be willing at any time to embrace the chaos and bring order to it. Yes. And yes. embrace the resistance. Yes. And also have a release from the resistance, yes. right? Like the role of the king, the yes. role of the warrior. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think it's just important to note that um, that the action has to happen. Mm. Like we need to be taking action now. And I think that it speaks even to the state of masculinity today um, and just the level of fatherlessness Mm. that we have across the board Mm. that really leads to these situations Mm. where, um, where the feminine roles have to then kick in and take care of all of the children and, and rise to the occasion and step in, in an area that, is actually suited for, for the father. Mm. And so um, I think that's just one of the things that we're facing today um, with masculinity and, and, and that being attacked. Um, but also just the fact that we have the ability to, um, to implement change and take massive action yes. so that we can affect our world and yes. our families and all of the external factors. Mm, that's good that you put it that way is I think it's time for us to once again become men of action. Yes. And in order for us to do that, we have to become men of clarity. Mm. Not and bring more confu- bring more clarity than we bring confusion. Yes. Um, and in a world that's filled with confusion, I think it's our responsibility to bring clarity and I hope through this show that we can we can do that. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about who this podcast is for and who this podcast maybe not be for. Hmm. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Hmm. I think this is a podcast for men, so let's yeah. open up that category. Absolutely. But not that women can't listen, because yeah. I think that a lot of women can can listen in the context of observing hmm. what a man should be and what they might be looking for or how they can encourage their man. So let's open up that as well. But I don't think that this is for a man who is complacent. Mm. What do you think? I agree. I think um, even when you think about water that stands still, it's a breeding ground for 
all kinds of things. And I think that's where the foulness, bitterness, things begin to grow. We have to be in a place and a mentality and a desire to want to grow, to want to get better. Um, and so I think that's who this show is for, is for the man that is saying, hey, I may not be where I want to be, and, and that's okay. I've identified that. But I want to go to the next level. Mm. I want to get clarity so that I can take action. Yes. Yes. And you're talking about a desire to grow. Yes. And I think I'll, let's add to that is a desire to grow and a willingness to invest in themselves. Yes. Because I think that that's a, that's a bridge some men don't end up crossing. Mm-hmm. Is I want to grow and I want to change but I, I don't see the value enough in myself to invest in myself mm. some time, resource to, to read, grow, or be coached, or even f- financially to bet on myself. Yes. So what's the difference between a man who, in your opinion, who is willing to invest in themselves and one who isn't? I think when you're willing to invest in yourself, it sets the expectation that you're going to grow. Versus someone who, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, then what are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you willing to bet yourself, like, to bet on? You know what I mean? So it's like, I see it as the difference would be. That's interesting. Well, if yeah. you're not willing to bet on yourself, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. What are you betting on? Like, yeah. I explore that with me. I feel like that is that complacent state where now all of a sudden things are happening to you and you switch into a victim mentality that, well, this is just how it is. Had another rough year, had another financial downturn. I've had another thing happen. And I feel like even with complacency, there can be a side of it where it's like, well, I'm just going to wait to be saved. I'm just going to wait for these things to happen. And even in the word of God, like it's very clear um, that we can make our own plans, but the Lord guides and directs our steps, which, which says that you have to be in motion. Mm. Your feet have to be in motion for the Lord to redirect your steps. If you're just standing there, he's not going to redirect your steps because mm. you're not moving. Mm. And so I feel like it all comes down to, you have to be in movement. You have to be taking action. Um, and through that process, if you have a humble and and teachable heart, the Lord is going to redirect you. And so any kind of action is better than no action. And so, um, yeah. That's interesting you bring that up is you were talking about the Lord directing your steps and, and moving, but it's interesting that sometimes we move without the massive clarity. Yeah. And we gain clarity through the movement. Yes. I... I what would you what would you say to someone who feels like they don't have enough clarity to mm. move? I would say one of the most important things that I feel like I've learned in this season um, is sometimes you have to slow down a little bit in order to create a stillness inside of you to think about and get clarity on the direction that you're supposed to be running. For me, that looks like my encounter times with the Lord. Um, I know we have a a first five framework that we'll talk through in another episode, Um, but that is my process that I go through every single day to realign myself 
with my relationship with the father um, so that I can hear his heart and his mind for my life. And then it's me choosing to get into unity with that. So I think a lot of that comes down to habits and disciplines and things that you have to implement in order to get yourself into a state where you can slow down from the craziness of the world. Again, there's always going to be that chaos. And there has to be a time in your day where you have the ability to realign yourself to your calling and your purpose and, um, and like the desires that you have. Mm. Do you think that, do you think that rest is passive or is it active? I feel like it is a little bit of both. Like I, I think it's, it's more active because you have to be, you have to be present mm. in order to receive clarity. Yes. Um, and I think rest is incredibly important because if you're just running all the time and you're not slowing down, mm. then like you will exhaust yourself. And one of my favorite quotes is action without aim leads to exhaustion. Mm. And so if you're aimlessly shooting arrows everywhere mm. day to day and you haven't slowed down to get clarity on what is the target, then eventually you're just going to exhaust yourself and so I feel like you have to have, you know, these, um, you have to have replenishment centers. You mm -hmm. have to know what feeds you for rest. And I, and for me, I believe in the, in a weekly Sabbath, mm. um, where you actually, it's not even about me doing whatever I want, but it's really me slowing down and, and kind of like how I have intentional time with the Lord every single day. For me, a Sabbath is a once a week day that's dedicated back to the Lord, where again, I'm slowing down. Mm. I'm preparing in advance for that day um, so that I'm not overexerting my energy level. Um, and so if you're resting and Sabbathing and creating space for that, then you're going to be able to run faster the other six days of the week. Mm, beautiful, beautifully put. And I, and I hope that this, this show can be a space of re reflection and, and active rest for those yes. that engage and listen and a incubator for deep truth. Yes. Well, as we close out this episode, any closing thoughts? Mm. I'm thinking I just want to really encourage those who are listening that you don't have to have it all together. I think a lot of a lot of shows, a lot of influencers, social media content, you see people and the thought process is, man, they have it all together. And I'm thinking back to the Zach two years ago who walked into the small group and I didn't have it all together. I still don't have it all together. Um, and just grateful for the opportunity to receive really what we're going to walk through in this podcast. And we're giving it away to people uh, because we want men to get clarity so that they can, they mm. can take action so mm. they can see results. Mm. And so I just want to encourage the listeners, the people who are watching mm. um, that you don't have to get it all to, or mm. you don't have to have it all together, but mm. we're going to teach you Mm. and impart into you mm. the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding that we've received mm. Um, mm. by pouring into men. And I just hope that that people find um, 
just find clarity mm. through this process. Because again, if you can find clarity, you can take action, mm. which is the whole heart behind Beautiful. this. Beautiful. And what I'm hearing you say is you won't be able to ha always have it all together. Yeah. But you can have more order. Yes. Yes. Mm. There are some things, there are controllables and uncontrollables in our life. And so if you're able, if you're, if you feel like everything is out of control, then take a, a pause and look at, okay, what are the things that I can control? I can control my attitude. I can control my response. I can control X, Y, and Z that, you know, there are the things that we are uncontrollable and focus on that. Because if you can focus on the things that you do have the power and ability to change and impact, then the rest of it, regardless of the situation, um, will be impacted by that. Hmm. Wonderful. Well, in closing, we want to give you an opportunity to take massive action. So I'm going to ask yes. you a question that can maybe bring you to some clarity is what is your character code? Hmm. What is the code that you live by? Or what is a code that you maybe need to live by for at least the next 90 days? Yes. Maybe it's the character code that we talked about. Yeah. You need to, you need to, articulate and write those things out and sign your name and date it. And for the next 90 days, this is how I'm going to live my life and yeah. just see what will happen. Yes. And last thing is I would also just encourage uh, the viewers and listeners of the show to get a journal. That's mm -hmm. something that we always encourage the guys going through our group um, to do. And don't let this be just another show that you have on in the background. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to, take time apart to slow down, hear what's being taught, and then journal through the process so that you can see the transformation that you're going to get from this first episode through however many episodes this ends up being in the future. Um, but get into a habit of writing these things down and not just consuming content to consume it. Excellent. Thanks for joining today. We hope to see you next time on the Saints Crown Show. Thank you for investing in yourself with us. And if you feel like, hey, I found my tribe right now, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Also, you can go ahead and take your masculine role assessment, or you can just find us on social media at Instagram at saints.crown. I hope to see you soon.